Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make dad's day with gifts up to 60% off. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I enjoy hearing you every morning. Your mom is so fat, when she wears heels, she strikes oil. (laughs) (laughs) Them hogs, man. Them hogs can't do no wrong, fella. Have you ever slapped a bag, Tommy? Ryan Mallett back in the game. Ball spotted on the one-yard line. Roderick Green! There was a Las Vegas Raiders fan that was wearing a Darren McFadden jersey last night. What a beautiful sight to see that we are oh so close to football begin. Yes, technically the Hall of Fame game, preseason games coming up, but that's really a crumb for the main course that is college football in the NFL. Even Monteric Brown as a Jag was on display. So we got a couple Arkansas connections that was made last night. It's, it's a football Friday and it's oh so close, Tommy, to, to happening. First of all, it's Friday. But you're right, it is a football Friday. Uh, inside a month to go from this thing getting underway. And I guess we get a little bit of an appetizer the week before those week zero games. So, uh, But but it's, it's nothing like your own team playing. So but uh, less than less than thirty days feels good, and you know what it also means we're running out of weekends before the heavy lifting begins around here, baby. Yeah, we got I got Memphis this weekend, OKC this, next weekend, and we got the Thick Burger Challenge, and then I'll be in Santa Rosa before we get going for football week. So trying to shove in as much stuff as possible before football season. Now the Hall of Fame game again. It wasn't this riveting back-and-forth game. Trevor Lawrence wasn't in. You had Jared Stidham, an SEC connection, the former Auburn quarterback and Baylor quarterback. And honestly, I don't care about the Raiders, and I don't care about the Jacks, but it's football, right? The NFL being a month away, college being less than a month away. Arkansas, as we said, 29 days out. Fall camp starts today. It ain't the whole pie, but at least it's something to eat for a little bit. It'll tide you over for a couple of weeks. And we've been talking leading up to today, kind of what you want to know, what you want to see. And yes, there are going to be some people and some coaches that make way too much out of fall camp. A lot of positivity. You won't hear much negativity come out of Sam Pittman, Kendall Bryles, 
Barry Odom and all the other assistant coaches' mouths. And by the time fall camp is done, you'll probably think Arkansas is going to go 11-1 and this year because that's just how it goes every single season. But if you couple that with you, what you actually know about this team and a quarterback that's probably top four, top three in the SEC, there's actually reasons to not just be fluffy positive, but there's actually realistic points that you can make and actually be positive about this football team. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's there's a lot to it. Everybody's, everybody feels like they're going to hit their expectations or go over their win total, you know, with, with the start of camp. And, you know, very few people are pessimistic going into the start of a, of a camp and get a little further down the road. But I was listening to Nick Saban last night. It, you know, they had their first practice yesterday, and he, he, he was already in mid-camp form yesterday with the uh, – with the sass and the smart aleck recon- uh, retorts to some questions, and he was asked about a player's uh, injury, and do you know what it is? And yes, is that <laughs> all know? he said? Yeah, he just, <laughs> you know, he, so he, you could already yeah. hear he was, you know, he was asking about the mind frame or the mindset and the, the, the frame of mind of his quarterbacks. Do you know what they are? He goes, We've had one practice. <laughs> he was just on, you know. He was he was already in rare form, kind of with uh, running a short fuse yesterday with the media. So um, told him you'll if you'll ask a specific answer or question, I'll give you a specific answer. You know, so you know it's already underway, and uh, people are a little hot under the collar down in Tuscaloosa. They're scared, and Alabama media is scared to ask him anything. Which I would, to be full disclosure, cards on the table. If presented with an opportunity to interview or question Nick Saban, I would probably throw him a softball just because that pushback, that that vicious feedback that you could receive <laughs> is intimidating. And I get when, when we had Chuck on earlier this week and was asked the question, hey, what does college football need to do if it's going to survive? It's going to be the sport we love. He's like, Nick Saban needs to coach a few more years and come a commissioner because it's not just the media that's scared of him. It's not just the fans. It's not just Greg Byrne and his own administration that's scared of him. It's a lot of people. And I didn't think that was a terrible take because he still has that it factor that if he makes a decision and makes a statement, the majority of people are going to agree with him just because he's Nick Saban. He could say tomorrow that, you know what, I I think uh, I think the earth's not round. I think it drops off. I think if you go to a certain point in the ocean, it drops off. And you know what? Most of the Owl fan base would probably start believing that because it's Nick Saban. He has so much of that fa- faction of the fan base. And not just that, but college football itself. You may not like Nick Saban, but you sure do respect him. And that's when you know that you've accomplished something in life that even if people don't like you, they still respect you. Nick Saban has that as his disposal. And he's been taking some heat over this uh, this comment we were talking about the other day that last year was a rebuilding year. You put that in, and he was questioned about that yesterday. And you could tell that got him hot and bothered. Uh, and he went, listen, we had nine return. We, 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 we didn't have any returning story. We went through all of that and how many young players he had to play. And, you know, we, we had the discussion yesterday with Clay whether it was, you know, reloading or rebuilding. And, uh, and, of course, Nick Saban had said it was rebuilding last year when they won the national title, the Heisman Trophy. You went through the the whole list, the division, the, the, you know, all of it. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, everything. You know, won it all except the national title. He lost to Georgia. It's a great year, with one exception, um, and, and taking some heat over that. Yeah. But 
uh, or as much heat as he's going to get over a, over a comment. But you can tell that had had his dander up. He's at his best though when his dander's up a little bit. And uh, you know we'll see we'll see how Sam Pittman when he engages. He had a a nice relaxed media session a couple of days ago on uh, Wednesday. You know he's going he's going to visit with the media sparingly throughout uh, throughout camp and. You're going to see coordinators and other position coaches you only get maybe once, um, some some twice. We'll see if, if Sam has those moments. We really hadn't seen a press conference that I recall where, where Sam's dander was up, where Coach Pittman came in and, and really was uh, was pissed. You know, we hadn't, we hadn't seen that yet. He's still in a honeymoon period, mm-hmm. and when you've done what he's done to this point, you're – your predecessor doesn't win a single conference game. You win three in your first year. Then you follow it up with nine wins. And you almost attain ten. One two-point conversion away from ten. You're not going to get a lot of pushback from fans or media. What happens, and kind of like Musk was referring to a week or so ago, this team, this freshman squad, they're going to hit a wall. How do they respond? How does Coach Pittman respond when he he makes a coaching mistake or blows it or they blow it as a team? And he gets asked some tough questions in the press conference. And he mentioned earlier this week, Chuck did, about you look at the difference between year one and year two, a lot of one-score wins in year two compared to year one. You had some close score or one-score losses. You had a lot of one-score wins. How does that affect this year's team? Do they have a lot of one-score wins? Because you're going to have some close football games. The schedule is just going to give you that. So how do they respond to those two-minute drill, one-score games? Because they sure as heck came through last year. But if they do blow one, like Tommy's talking about, if they if he's presented with a difficult situation, how is he going to respond? And how is the fan base going to take his response in something like that? Something to, to factor in when we head towards this upcoming season. Well, I know them close games always get our heart pumping, right? Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV that's BLEAV to get the bonus and get into the action bet online where the game starts you're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast Bud Light Next is for the next era beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories now he does a tightrope act boy Houdini's in the house we're number three and nobody's home to watch that house touchdown hogs Chuck, did you watch the Hall of Fame game? No, I'm going to be honest. I did not. I watched the Cardinals and the Cubs last night. I um, I wanted to see if the Cardinals could sweep a doubleheader from the lowly Cubs, which they were able to do. And I wanted to see that new pitcher for the uh, the guy they got from the Pirates. I wanted to see him pitch last night. So I, didn't, I didn't watch football last night. And uh, that guy was pretty good that pitched for the Cardinals. And then I know every Cardinal fan that watched the game knew when – they brought Jordan Hicks in. They were going to blow the lead. And they did, but they came back and won, and now they got the Yankees in this weekend. I know a lot of people that are going up to uh, St. Louis for the ball games this weekend. But, you know, you were talking a little bit earlier. I was listening to you guys coming in. You are talking about Saban going off and all this stuff. And, you know, part of that deal, and I just got to say this. I worked in 
what you know is known as the media for a long time. If you ask a coach a question like, do you know what his injury is? Don't be surprised when you get a one-word answer. Don't be surprised if the answer is yes or no. You ask a good question, you ask a thorough question, you're going to get a good answer, and you're going to get a thorough answer. But part of the deal with, with, with Saban is that verbally, he's a lot better at verbal sparring than a lot of these guys are that are out there asking him questions, and they ask dumb questions. My experience has always been, and we've had two or three coaches like this in a lot of sports, you ask a really good question, you're going to get a really good answer. You ask a really dumb question, and you're going to get the appropriate answer. It drives me nuts when I watch some of Saban's press conferences, and I hear the, le- the sophomoric <laughs> level of questions and then everybody's like oh i can't believe i can't believe he went off on that guy well i can't believe you're so stupid i i i i can't believe you asked the questions that you ask and look these guys and saban's the master at it they toy with these guys that are out there asking them questions they toy with them and um i find saban and i find all coaches in the way they handle some of these questions that's one of the most amusing parts of my day when I listen to that stuff. So, Tommy, the phrase, there's no such thing as a stupid question, that is not true in this case. Is no, that what I mean, I'm hearing? How many times have I told you a, a good question gets a good answer? I mean, when we talk about interviewing people, and that's exactly what Chuck is saying, I just find it, or I found listening to, uh, to some of that press conference yesterday hilarious on day one. Some of the, you say sophomoric, I would say sophomoric because they were soft questions, but uh, day one, what is the mindset of your quarterbacks? Well, hell, he doesn't know. He's running around you know, working with his defense. What, how do you evaluate the, the mindset of the quarterbacks on day one? Get out of here. Well, you're right. And, and you know, that's just, um, I just thought, you know, when I heard you do that a little bit ago, I had to laugh because, again, if, if you ask Nick Saban a question like that, you can't expect any other answer. And, mm-hmm. and uh, um got to be a little more clever in the way you word well, so saving i mean so Pittman's going to be talking to the media after after their first practice this is just a, a, a warning a precursor here that if you're listening this morning and you get to ask a question and you're make it a good one <laughs> well I, I just uh and and you know look i i'm i'm not being as critical as it sounds i've been in that cluster of media people the, the operative the word there the operative word is cluster, but uh, I've, I've, I've been in that group before, and, and, and I'm not going to cast a whole lot of stones, but some of these guys, they ask questions that aren't good questions, and then they're just incredulous when um, the coach just doesn't forgive them for asking a dumb question and take off and say everything they want him to say. What I usually, and I've found, worked over the years, and, and Clay's given me some good questions. I'll give him credit because of the, hey, I can't make it today. You should ask Coach so-and-so this. I try and ask a serious football, basketball, or baseball question, depending on if it's Muss, Pittman, or Dave. And then I follow it up with something that's more lighthearted and stuff. Because these guys get 50 nitty-gritty minutiae questions. It's worked. Occasionally, most of the time, because there's like... U of A education paying off. You answer all these... I mean, you get it, because you have to answer all these 
foot, and not, not that there's wrong with hard nosed football questions, but every once in a while it's like, hey, what do you think about this? And he's just like, oh, I kind of want to touch on that well, a little bit. As long as it's not too nuts. You're not going to, rarely are you ever going to get these guys to say anything they don't want to say. They're not going to lose their cool. They're not going to fly off the handle. It's a game. Yeah. I mean, they're in, in you know, the old concept, they're talking to their players through the media. I think that's more real. Or they're talking to their staff through the media is more real than talking to the fan base a lot of times. Or because I think rarely, Chuck, do they ever just talk to the media. They're saying what they say with a purpose. Oh, they talk to their team through the media. They uh, um, they talk to everybody recruits through the uh, through the media. That's just uh, you know that's just kind of how it works. Some of them are better at it than others, but all of them try to be. That's just part of it. But I, I just that struck me as you guys right. were talking about that a little all bit right. earlier. So Pittman's going to be at the microphone later tonight. What's the absolute dumbest question we could ask? <laughs> Any of those talk about questions? <laughs> hey, uh, talk about. That's talk good, about. Let, I mean, the, the, the smart the smart questions are easy. Sometimes it's really difficult to come up with the dumb question. Oh, there'll be one or two, I promise. And and look, I'm not saying every question I ever asked was you know. Oh, the most best of mine were. Yeah. Ever asked. <laughs> so I quit asking questions. But uh, some of these guys, you know, particularly with Safe. Oh, I mean, he's just looking for an opportunity to do that because that's part of the show. That's what's expected. Oh, isn't it fun though when you're sitting there and oh, yeah. someone asks one of them and you watch Clay and he just rolls his eyes? I mean, <laughs> that's because he's seen it a thousand times. And I understand that. Yeah. So what is, what is a good question that should be asked of Sam tonight? We had about thirty mi- minutes with him. I don't him know. On I'm, I mean, well, what's know, the mindset of your yeah. quarterbacks? If- <laughs> I mean, just, uh, just you know, if, but if you ask a direct question, expect nothing but a direct answer. I mean, if you ask a question like that, that's the kind of question that you're going to get. Got to have a feel, man. What would a coach want to be evaluating on day one of a camp when they're in helmets and shorts? Well, I mean, you're, you're you're not getting physical out there. You're not you're not knocking heads. Well, here's so, the thing that I think people what, have what to understand for? is that. Um, this is not the first time they've seen these guys. No. They, these these kids are here year round now. Um, and they they may more not hours be now in the them summer. every day, yeah. but they're seeing them every day. Mm-hmm. They know where they are. They're keeping up with them. And my point is, is that um, they're doing a lot of the same things on day one that you know they've been doing as a group or on their own during the off season. Everybody's out there together. My point is, is is that it's not as dramatic as it once was. It's really a continuation of what goes on on a daily basis there. They just happen to be out on the football field today and um, it's the first day of practice and I'm sure that uh, it's going to be all smiles at the end of the day. Yeah. Unless somebody gets hurt and you hope that doesn't happen. That's the what Clay always comes back to is the most important part of fall camp or spring practice or whatever is just making it through injury free. And Arkansas has had a, a couple uh, injuries to this point, and you hope that these next what three and a half weeks, basically, they stay as clean as possible. Tommy, I, it, I think one thing interesting, yes, I mean you want to, you know, getting through this camp healthy is, you know, but that, that sounds who boring. is that not true for? Yeah, I think something interesting to observe if you got to watch practice, and you're not going to get an honest answer out of any coach on this, but I think something interesting is how the assistant coaches communicate with the players in their group and how they go about their technique. And 
You could ask Sam Pittman about that. It's probably a better answer or a better question to ask specifically to that coach when their rotation comes around. But you got Deke Adams, you got Dominique Bowman, you got a couple of new guys on the staff. You know, Sam's evaluation of seeing them in their first practice. Now, they were there for spring. They've been there all summer, as you said, Chuck. But, you know, those are some of the interesting things that you might learn or, or observe, at least, in a practice like this when there's no pads on. I just want to fast forward to the Cincinnati game. Can we just do that? <laughs> Can we just fast forward to the Cincinnati game? If life was only that simple. Yeah. Make it easy. What's this yeah. music thing you got going, Ty? Do you want to do it? It's up to you. All right. Your show. Well... So I was thinking of this idea and corked it up, and I was like, a song in the 70s, a song in the 80s, and a song in the 90s. Mm. And with you two, see if you can finish the lyrics of each said song. Hope there's some some Garth and some George Strait. There's about 15, 20 seconds for each song. All right, what do you got? All right, let's play this first one. Remember the Titans? Finish the lyrics. Keep me from getting to you, babe. That's it. There you go. Tommy Graf. All right. Yeah. Next one. Oh, that's right. You got to finish the lyric. Yeah. It's not named that hard. No. And she's watching me with those eyes. And she's loving with that body. I just know it. And he's holding her in his arms late, late at night. Wish that I had Jesse's girl. Rick Springfield, isn't it? There it is. Yeah. Right, General Hospital. Because <laughs> I got friends in Norway. Whiskey round, family. Why don't you Which part of the song is that? Now finish. I got friends in low places. Yeah. That's the next line. I kind of forgot where we left off. I was singing along there. I didn't know if I needed to go easy on round one or like try and find some more difficult oh, there's songs. Two, there's more than one no, round of this? No, hey. I didn't know if this was... Not that this isn't as good a radio as you could ever have, but uh, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, I only picked out three. Oh, right. I didn't... Cause I that thought was it? That was it. Wow. I, I figured that it would take y'all a little bit because we're still waking up Here's this morning. Here's the deal, Ty. All of us started out spinning records. All of us started out playing music. You play music from the 70s and 80s when guys like me and Tommy were spinning records. It's over. Little oh, true story. True story. No, you know what? I played vinyl records in this very room 1995. We had a radio station that was in this building way before I worked here again. This room, it was, it was a... Uh, so it's a classic rock station. That record burn you hear on all this uh, stuff you guys listen to, that was real. That's yeah. that's from the time when you queued up a record and you heard the record burn in your headphones off the air and you queued it to the point where the record burn stopped and the music starts. Who, who's the guy, that, DJ Derek? Who, who do they bring that's in correct. up there? Yeah. DJ, DJ Derek. Derek? Every yeah. time I hear that, I think, Derek, you need to queue your record up a little bit better. <laughs> Gotta have a good needle yeah, on there. You don't want that on the air, man. How many times you change the needle on a record oh, player to make it sound good on the radio? 
Yeah. Like, I guess it was just part of the job back in the day. So it sounds like y'all are glad that you didn't just do only sports when you were. There was no sports. Yeah, well, there was I, no sports. I know. Radio. I mean, I I started out at a Southern Gospel radio station. Now I was doing some sports. That's how I got a part time job at the radio station. Was helping do play by play with Southside High School. Learning from Glenn O'Neill. You remember Glenn? Oh, yeah. One of the best to ever do it. The goat. Yeah. He only had a better voice. Yeah. <laughs> that voice was just a little deeper. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've. Man. I mean, do you have you ever seen a cart deck in your career? No. God. We used I, to have those cart carousels at K A R V back in the day. Hold up, is that oh. that thing in the other in the production? No, room? we don't even own one. Okay. I don't know. I don't That's think back so. before we had CDs. We had reel-to-reel tape and cart decks. That's it. I got a lot to learn, it sounds like. A lot to learn. Soon. Man. Well, that's a quick... I honestly think it would it would take y'all a little longer this morning, but apparently didn't I, I, didn't, well. I, I didn't calculate. Hey, I had a guy... All right. I had a guy ask me a question yesterday, and I think it's a good question. When Texas and Oklahoma come into the league, who are we going to end up hating more when it's all said and done? Now, listen. The, the, the immediate answer is, well, Texas. Well, Texas. Depends on where you live. I'm going to tell you, if, if you live over in Siloam Springs or if you're in Fort Smith or you live over on 59 between Siloam and Van Buren or even down to DeQueen or, or Mina and all those places where – where's that casino at? They go over to Broken Bow. Broken Bow. Uh, all the one. Oklahoma people, Pacola's the Arkansas people yeah. are there. Um, Rolling. You know – by the time this is all said and done, um, Oklahoma may be his big arrival because, you know, you got to work with those people on our side of Pencil, the state. Absolutely. We've had this argument or this discussion for years about when Oklahoma and Texas play in Dallas, I root for Texas. And people can't – well, you're a, you're a Razorback fan. You're not supposed – listen, if you grow up on that border – and 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 you've went to 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 church. You've you've worked side by side at Whirlpool or Ream or somewhere like that with an Oklahoma fan. Those and you've had people. You've exactly, and you can see them coming. <laughs> Hell, you can hear them coming. You can hear that fan belt squeaking as they pull into the parking lot. You can see the oil stains left in the parking lot. But you've had to work side by side and listen to that nonsense. About Barry Switzer and Bud Wilkinson and all Barry, Bosworth, Gary, all Gary that Gibbs. crap you've heard Gary your Gibbs. whole life, you know. The Gary Gibbs era. Oh God, you know. So it, it, it does depend. Now you move. Now see, Fayetteville is not Fayetteville on the border. Is Texas. Yes, I think. But 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 now Washington County as a whole, like western part of Washington County, over into uh, southern Benton County where Siloam is. Now that's a different deal. Yes. Because I, I grew up in a border town. I completely get this. And I remember oh, it was 2007 or eight, somewhere in there, whenever the Hooters opened in Fort Smith, Arkansas was playing. <laughs> tell me, Mark. Tell me. It's exactly. It's a good landmark. <laughs> Arkansas was playing Alabama and just getting throttled. And we were having a watch party for the radio station. And it, admittedly, things were not going well that night. But we didn't need the Sooner fans in there. Every time Bama got a first down, hollering, Boomer! Sooner! Boomer! I mean, and I thought a fight was going to break out. I thought the cops were going to have to be called because 
it literally nearly came to blows that night. That's the kind of stuff that if you didn't grow up, you know, within close proximity of the state line on the western side of Arkansas, you don't have an appreciation for it. I think I can speak to it because I've been in the central part of our state, River Valley and northwest Arkansas. The only really metropolitan place I haven't lived is in northeast Arkansas and kind of the Jonesboro area. Who do you and hate, though? Who do you hate? My grandpa taught me Texas. Okay. I don't, and I, right. I live with the Sooner. Right. I've lived right. with the Sooner for two years now, right. and he didn't let he let me have it after Arkansas beat him or lost him in basketball. But I mean, Texas has Oklahoma can back up their arrogance because they've been winning. Texas still has that, and they haven't won Jack. You know what? They have been to the national championship since '09. Oklahoma has dominated the Big 12. And you say, oh, it's the Big 12. They're not going to come to the SEC and expect to win every year. But there is an arrogance associated with Texas that isn't backed up with winning. If you're going to be arrogant, that's fine as long as you back it up with winning. Oklahoma has yeah. backed it up with that. They can yell boomer sooner all they want as long as they win. It's not, not in my me. face. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a different story. I can story. touch the nerve with Tommy. Oh, there's no point. I mean, and listen, there's, there are people in Sebastian County right now that are that are nodding their head up and down and, and know exactly how I feel on this. But I, I'm in that unique age range where in high school – my junior years when Arkansas made the transition to the SEC. So my entire childhood, it was it was Texas and Texas A and M are the teams you wanted to beat. And you know, then as you get into my twenties and thirties, it, it became LSU. And I think there's some involvement now with A and M in the league, and I think OU will evolve that some more. But LSU was the team as the end of the year. There was always a lot on the line, Chuck, and that became the game that well, was a you big had game. to win. I never felt that like intense dislike for A&M when they were oh. in the league. I never felt that intense because I never thought they were as good as we were. I, well, I, were. I, I mean, I never thought they were as good as we were. I, I don't I don't understand why they're getting all the... I mean, they get, they, they get more kudos for a four-loss program than any school I've ever heard of in my life. But, uh, but I never hated them. You know, they... Uh, I hated Texas, who I hated growing you, up. You asked me who I hated. Yeah, who I hate? hate Texas A&M. I, do you really? Because every single What's year. the age difference? Yeah. It's 2001. Now, I know the biggest rivalry. I'm not one of those guys that thinks that A&M is the biggest rival. But as a guy that watched Arkansas get clobbered by Manziel in 2012, give them a decent performance in 2013. Heartbreaker, you're up, what, 21-7? Skipper gets that penalty. would have been 28-7. And like I could, I could tell you what happened in every single game well, in 2012. Your point is that rivalries are built by teams getting hosed, big games, getting beat, getting hosed, mad at the refs. Yep. That's I, I mean seriously, but, that, but, but that's games how of rivalries are born. Yeah, and that's it. And got to be games of consequence. Well, the LSU game, Tommy. You think about what that game meant in either Baton Rouge or Little Rock. That's why that game, because uh, initially that LSU was like, we don't want to be paired with Arkansas. Then kind of mid-2000s, late 90s, it's like, well, this game actually means something. Well, we actually better show up and play. Look at Bama and LSU. Has that been this decades-long rivalry in the SEC? No. When did Bama and LSU become a rivalry in the SEC West? When they were both in the top ten. When the games mattered. Yeah. When the SEC Western Division. And now it's it's the game that pivots the entire CBS schedule. That's why. What does CBS look at first? Well, where's the Bama-LSU game? They circle that one. All right, that's the first game we pick. You know? And, and that's a great point. LSU fans hate Nick Saban now. They 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 that that is the game they get up for every year, and that's why and Arkansas 
was yeah, benefiting. Yeah, they take him back. Oh, 100%. Harvard. But that's why Arkansas <laughs> was benefiting playing LSU directly after they played Alabama. Because what would happen is they'd lose that game, and LSU felt like they had nothing to play for the rest of the year. I've always thought it was a break for Arkansas to play LSU after Alabama. And if the trade is not playing LSU on the Friday after Thanksgiving in order to get that, I'm fine with that. I think you're always better off playing LSU the week after they play Alabama. No question. I agree 100%. Even, I mean, that, that game, and I know that it didn't fare well kind of the late last decade, but and you had them two years ago. You came up a little short because you didn't have a defensive line because they all had COVID, but you got them last year in Baton Rouge, and I mean, I, th- I think they're going to win that game this year. It's someone better to play Bama the week before Arkansas plays yeah, Bama. Yeah. That's what yeah, we need. Not Vander, you're not confident <laughs> you in Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt this year. Yeah, that's really good. play the Rams yeah. the week before. <laughs> Something like that. Well, I, Pract- practice against the Cowboys yeah. as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. You might beat the Cowboys. <laughs> Man. Oh. But that's exactly right. I mean, it. Uh, I think it, it's age and geography. And people in Little Rock can't understand how Texas can't be your number one most hated team. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Guys, it's all about confidence when it's time for sex. Am I right? Sometimes stress, anxiety, or just a bad day can affect your performance and ruin the fun and passion for both of you. But don't worry. BlueChew.com is here to save the day. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew tablets help men combat all forms of ED. Because BlueChew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. BlueChew tablets are made right here in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code believe at checkout just pay five dollars shipping that's bluechew.com promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your first month free you're listening to the bud light next morning rush podcast bud light next with zero carbs the crowd did good they just threw him out of the game they just threw him out of the game He's gotten his second technical and he's been thrown out of the ballgame. Guys, apparently it is National Underwear Day. So for our morning rush Red River Dodge daily question, Red River Dodge and Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. Tommy, you hit this first. Boxers, briefs, or commando? How do you roll? Commando tie, of course. Freewheeling you're, over you're here. You're freewheeling right now? I'm Heading more of a boxer's clients. guy. More, more of a boxer's More of a guy. boxer's man. Okay. Chuck, what about you? Boxers. Boxers? 
So if I told y'all I was commando right now, would that surprise you <laughs> as a millennial? Would y'all be surprised? Or it would mark that... the end of my day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There would be an instant resonation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would, I am a boxer's when I'm just like wearing normal clothes, but I have to do briefs with the athletic stuff because otherwise I'd chafe pretty bad. Yeah. Can't have that. Now, when you were a kid, well, at least in my day as a kid in the 80s, and not all of you guys had this. I'll just go ahead and, and admit this. We all had, you know, like the uh, when you're like six or seven, you had Superman underwear. You had the you had, you had the, the oh, comic. Yeah. You, you had a, a superhero. Well, you guys were rich kids. Well, we had like Hanes, tidy Well, that was our Christmas man. present, man. I mean, okay. <laughs> I still, uh, I still did. grown men wear boxers and young boys wear briefs. Yeah. That's I don't, how it works. I, I don't want to make this an inclusive or an exclusive program. This is inclusive for so for the ladies out there. Panties, granny panties, yeah. thongs. I don't. I don't know if that's the there's thing. There's a lot of variety. There's a lot of variety out there. So I know we don't have. I know the ladies. older you get, the more there is. That's all I can tell. Yeah, you, I so. know we don't have any ladies technically in this room right now. But if a, a lady of the morning rush, you're like as to close share, as we got over there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the hair. I had. You know, I, I walked by some morning rush listeners last night, and I had one of the guys ask me. It's like you can cut that hair. I was like, why? And he looked at me for a second. He was trying to think of an answer. It's like, I don't know. I was just asking. Yeah. I was like, why would I cut this hair? Because I'm scared that it's going to be Because you need a haircut. No, 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 no. See, I'm not in the financial sector, Chuck. I'm not an accountant. I'm just a radio really? man. I'm just a, <laughs> really? just a, Are you sure? Just a radio man. So it's, uh, I always thought of you as a smart guy. <laughs> did you? Well, that's that's a miscalculation on your part then. Change that in my notebook yeah. over here. <laughs> oh, man. Not the uh, not the, the bookkeeper here at ESPN Arkansas and hitthatline.com. So you mentioned something earlier this week, and then Sam touched on it on Wednesday. You talked about the relationship that Malik Hornsby and K.J. Jefferson have. Here's Let's listen to what Sam had to say about it, and one of the reasons that Malik Hornsby came back out of the portal. When Malik went in the transfer portal over the bowl, KJ was the biggest one trying to get him back. And then you go back to Felipe and KJ's relationship, and it was unbelievable. And uh, they're close now. Guys, that might be the most important relationship on the offensive side of the football this year. Malik's going to benefit from KJ. KJ's going to benefit from Malik just being on the field. And hearing that, I think that's a big deal. I think it points to K.J. Jefferson. I think, as we've discussed, when Felipe Franks was here, um, you know, K.J. could have left. I mean, K.J. could have gone, and nobody would have blamed him. In fact, people probably wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have thought a whole lot about it. Uh, but he didn't. I mean, he stayed, and he, he learned, and he got better, and became a leader. And, um, you know, then you reach out to Malik Hornsby, and as, you know, Coach Pittman said, he's the, you know, he's the guy trying to keep him – Trying to keep him here, trying to trying to make him stay or talk him into staying, and that's what a leader does, and that's why the kids on this team follow KJ. I, I don't think um, you know KJ's not a guy who you know we he's not glib with the media. He's not a guy that all the reporters, you know, the writers love a quote. But in terms of the electronic media, he's not a guy that's just going to dazzle you with a great soundbite after every ball game. But that's a character guy, and. Um, I think what he's talking about there speaks to KJ's character as much as anyone's. And that's why I don't worry about their relationship. I, I don't I don't worry about it at all because I believe KJ will take care of it. 
I think he, you know, we, we talked about that play in A&M game. I think it was second and nine. Second and nine. He, get, he, he, he seals the ball game. By getting the first down, there were there were plays later in the year, and Burks had some of these moments too, where where Burks was clearly in pain, playing through injury. KJ's had those moments. I think teammates noticed that when 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 you're playing through pain, when you've when you've had something that's bothering you, particularly as a quarterback, and you just gotten beat up all day, but you scrape yourself up for one more snap. I think that's what leaders do, and I think he's done that enough that. His teammates are in the foxhole with him. They've got I, his back. I call him a competitor. The kids call him a baller. I, yeah, I mean, well, either either, <laughs> either way, there's a level of respect there that, uh, um, you know, as you say, they'll, they'll they'll get in the foxhole with him. But if you, you know, if you got a little bit of an ankle, you you know, and you you just sit it out. I mean, those are the guys that no, you, you right. quickly move on to the next you're, one. You're exactly right, Chuck. And I he want, didn't do that. I want you to incorporate baller at some point on the broadcast this year. <laughs> He's a baller. <laughs> Oh, man. It was uh, so I was at the AAC event with Brian and Manny Hunt on Monday night, and some of the stuff that they apparently learned, some of the new phrases, is, was hysterical to listen to. So you should try and incorporate well, some Well, look, those. I've traveled with teams a lot over the years, and mm-hmm. I hear the phrases before most people my age hear them. I, 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 but, but now incorporating them into my everyday vocabulary is <laughs> But I do know what they mean. I, I, I've gotten to the point where they, I, I can pick up most of what's being said. And what I find funny is he'll occasionally tell me something that Dylan and Abigail will be saying nowadays. Or saying, and I'll I'll look at Tommy and be like, and I'm I think 15 years older than them, and I have no idea what they're talking about. The vernacular. You're never going to turn to me and go, man, Chuck, you're really lit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe, maybe after a 12-pack, yeah, we might, that's, but that's, that's a whole different we have, subject. We have different I don't think Chuck Barrett's pulling the uh, Bill Raftery and going to the bar the night before it came. That just doesn't seem like your uh, MO. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but that doesn't seem like something you would be frequent. Apparently, that's Rafferty, Rafferty's MO. Is well, like, I, mean, I love Bill Raftery. He's fantastic. I think, I think Bill Raftery's awesome. He was such a nice guy. In San Francisco, he is one of the nicest people in the whole world. I, I just walk. I go, Coach. You got two minutes. He's like, for you, absolutely. And then we got a chance to talk. It was a some of those guys are nice on the air, and but they're not really nice off the air. Bill, Bill, Bill Raftery's both. I mean, he really is. He's a great guy. You've got to meet a lot of people over the years. Who would you say is probably the one that you remember on a road trip with an ESPN national game? Who did you enjoy? Who do you remember years later? That's a Someone that kind of just sticks in your crawl. My, you well, I, you, you mean that I like or yeah. that I dislike? Give it both. Give it one of both. Well, the guy that I like the best is not one of the household names. But, I mean, back in the day, Larry Conley was the oh. color guy on all the SEC <laughs> games. And um, Larry Conley's just about my favorite guy in the whole world. I mean, uh, you know. Him he, and Tom he, Hammond were he, great. Yeah, he, he, he played at Kentucky. And, uh, you know, I always call him the bluegrass legend whenever I see him. And um, just one of the nicest people I've ever met. And he's not doing real well. He lives in Atlanta right now. He's getting old not doing real well. But he did baseball games, too. He did yeah. baseball. And uh, uh, Larry, was a, he was a working man's broadcaster and, uh, and was a great player in his day, just a true gentleman. Um, hey, there's some guys out there that are uh, – um, here's the thing you have to understand. When you're getting ready to do a game, if you're a broadcaster, TV guys particularly, Jim Nance, some of those guys that you uh, that you see at these big events, um, 
you got to understand that's their, I mean, they're getting ready to work. Yeah. They're getting ready to go on the air. And sometimes they're not going to smile and come over and, and greet you the way you wish they would. The thing that makes that, that, that there's two people that I've always noticed. I remember in the 90s when we played in the SEC championship game against uh, um, Georgia, I guess it was. Who's the Florida? 95, Florida, we played Florida. Florida Madre Florida. Hills yeah, Madre and Barry Lunny's team. And um, Didn't go well that day. We got there, and I mean, it was like five hours for the game. So I did the pregame show then. There was one guy in the press box, Keith Jackson, the Keith Jackson, oh, wow. who was going to do the game that night. That made an impression on me. He was the first one there. Legendary Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. First one there. And uh, Jim Nance's that way. You go to a uh, you go to a uh, you know an elite eight game or you go to any game Jim Nance is working. I've never walked into the arena and during COVID now when we, when it was in Indianapolis, you literally walked into an empty gym. And um, Jim Nance was always the first one there. Always the first one there. Now he's not going to come over and say hello, friends, and be the be the warm person because he's working. Yeah. He's locked in. And Keith Jackson was the same way. If you're looking for him to be an icon an hour or two before they go on the air, they're not going to be that for you. So you know you 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 see him in different situations, but um, hey, all of them are pros, pros, or they wouldn't be there. Man, I'll tell you what. You mentioned that NCAA tournament in Indianapolis. UNC kind of had a unique setup. Y'all, they put you in the corner of Hinkle Fieldhouse and kind of a, a corner in uh, wherever the Pacers play. I think it was Banker's Life then. It's called something else now. But that the presentation of the game must have been different from you when it usually is. Uh, you know, once the game starts, you're locked in on the stuff going on between the lines anyway. I don't ever notice the other stuff once the game starts. I thought going to Hinkle Fieldhouse was really cool. Special. I'm sorry that it was the way it was, you know, given all the circumstances. But that was all. You know, that was a lot of fun. You know, I'll 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 say this about Tommy, and and I want to say he's not going to say this. Tommy was up till three a.m. So uh, working. I was asleep by nine. So I'll give him credit on that. But one of the things he did that trip because we went to the first and second round games. They beat Texas Tech, and to advance, or they beat. uh, Yeah, it was Texas Tech to advance to Sweet Sixteen. And he's like, yeah, you got to stay and watch that. And that experience, you could feel the basketball history inside that arena, even because of the Hoosiers there's, stuff. There's, there, there's sometimes you go to a place and you know that, you know, you're in a special venue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, I, I would imagine Assembly Hall when you, when you went to that Indiana. That was pretty cool. That, that was pretty that cool. That had to be another, you know. That's where yeah, the chair. That's where the chair was well, thrown. That's, hey, and the hotel we stayed at, all the decor, like plastic chairs. No yeah. way. That's really? the, that's the graduate cool. hotel in uh, Bloomington. That's all awesome. the decor, chairs hanging down. Hey, you can't tell the story of of college basketball no, without that moment. No, absolutely, Tommy. Does every college have a Martin Luther King Drive and a graduate hotel? Is I don't that, know. I mean, because a graduate think, hotel for sure. I think Auburn has one. You just mentioned Bloomington. I think that's the case for like every college town. Yeah, I mean, what would be, what would be that iconic moment? Would it be Nolan walking out of Texas. What would it be, or would it be Thurman's shot? What if you had a, a seven second video clip to 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 
frame up your program. I guess it'd have to be Thurman shot. It's got to be Thurman shot. But but, but uh, Nolan walking out with a coat uh, over his shoulder would be somewhere close behind it. You know, Matt Zimmerman went into the locker. I know, room. coach, they, coach, coach, got <laughs> to get the key out. out. Hey, anybody? It was, it was on a Sunday. Anybody yeah. who watched it? Remember? I remember. Hey, since 1968, Teeter Motors has been the car dealer where you can meet the owner. They got a great staff. I mean, they're you know, it's not not any city slicker operation there. You're just going good country folks. It's going to take care of you, and they got a great selection right now at Teeter Motors. In addition uh, to the great selection, you get great service and attention to detail. And if, if you've been other places, they don't have what you need, or maybe they don't have hardly any cars to look at at all. You'll find them at Teeter Motors, and they got three locations: Malvern, Mina, and Sheridan. And you can log online at TeeterMotors.com and find out more about what they've got going on. That's uh, all at. Teeter Motors, Malvern, Mina, and Sheridan. And remember, the deals are always sweeter at Teeter. Chuck, you ever been in a brawl? You ever knocked the absolute <clears throat> piss out of someone in a fight? No, but I've had butter to fist or two in my day. Okay. How long ago is that? <laughs> a year or so? A month uh, ago? About, thir- about 35 years ago. Okay. Once it happens, you don't want it to happen. Okay. <laughs> were, you, uh, were you Nolan Ryan or Robert... Ventura. Robin, Robin Ventura. Well, I just put it this way. I had it coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was her name? Ninety-nine <laughs> percent of all fights starts with a woman. Is that a fair or assessment? One. This or one. Over one? <laughs> this one started over my smart mouth. <laughs> Again, that was thirty-five years ago. When it happens once, you don't. You, do it. you, don't you do need it, it to happen to you at some point. Every once in a while, you know, when you're young, you need to smart off and have somebody punch you in the mouth, and then you don't okay. do it again. Today may be your day. That's young right. It be. Might be. It could be. Well, I was. Uh, apparently, 23 years ago today, that fight happened. It's one of the most iconic. Yesterday. Yesterday, sorry. It's one of the most iconic fights in the history of not just the MLB, but in all of sports. And Ryan just got him in a headlock and beat him to a pulp. It is sustained Facebook. Ever since Facebook. You cannot open, or at least I can. Maybe it's because all my friends are old. I don't know. <laughs> but you can't open Facebook on any day. Without some, at some point in that 24-hour period, somebody posting a picture of Nolan Ryan beating the crap out of Robin Ventura. It is like, I guess for guys as they get old, it's like a reminder that, you know, I could still kick your butt if it came down to it. Because you got a 40-something Nolan Ryan and a 20-something Robin Ventura. Hey, you got a guy in a headlock? You know, and you start well, pounding him. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, that's the real deal there. There's a lot it, of blood. It's what every father thinks they need to do to their son before they get out of high school. So because of that smart mouth you were talking about. Now, wasn't Robin Ventura <laughs> one of the base coaches? Or isn't he uh, on Oklahoma State staff? A hundred percent. Yep. I kept waiting when the regional was going on for him to show a picture of some fan sitting by yeah. first base. You need one of those posters <laughs> of Nolan Ryan beating the crap out of Robin Ventura so you can hold it up every time he runs over there. Yeah. I think Arkansas fans have now taken that idea and will 100% do that if, if Oklahoma State Gotta be plays. clever. So, Gotta be so clever. What I just heard from Chuck, though, two minutes ago is that I need to get into a fight. So that being said, <laughs> if something happens... I think and he was I, saying you need to watch your smart I mouth. Gonna, yeah, I was saying, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, 
I'm just, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, Tommy got my meaning. Yeah, I'm just, I think I'm you just, need to listen a little closer. You know, I'm just glad that you I just got, got two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> I'm just got glad that I, apparently I have a smart mouth and apparently yeah. I have some intelligence that's not that's coming Don't out. I think that's what he was saying. I think that's what <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and say that's what he said. Don't but think that's what he meant. I guess uh, if man, someone I, says you got a smart mouth, that's not a compliment. I guess I got to get rid of this private school persona. I came in with a black. You missed it. I had a black eye three weeks ago because playing basketball. A kid elbowed me in the face. That that wasn't fun. But I guess I need to get a real black eye where I say something. And now, obviously, if I have a black eye, I'm going to say you should have seen the other guy because he's going to get it. Because <laughs> just because I come from suburbia, West Little Rock, doesn't mean I don't know how to take a punch or two or, or land a punch or two, Chuck. Okay, well, yeah. I, mean, I, I can tell you're a yeah. fighter. I'm, I'm here. Let me yeah, back up I a little can, bit. Yeah. I'm a little scared now. So I would be too. So the best fights sometimes are camp fights. And we're getting ready to go into camp. There's always NFL video every year of a, of a camp fight. I don't, you know, it's, you're, you're a little ways off in, in Arkansas uh, camp from getting there because I don't have pads on yet. But uh, there's been some some uh, some dust ups over the years. I don't know if there'll be any this year. And boy, that's one thing coaches don't like. Well, but there'll uh, be a lineman or two get into it, a little. That fight. is exactly what happens. But uh, you know. Practice begins today. I think the you know when you you know back in the Houston Nut days where you could watch it all, Chuck, and you got to see a lot of it. And you still get to see things that others don't. Um, those are the interesting things that that go on that that never get spoken about. That uh, I think can forge a team at times. Well, if you don't have a little dust up every now and then, I mean, you're not really going hard. Enough. Yeah, you're not doing it right. And and I mean, every good team that I've watched, and it's all been through observation. Uh, but but every team, good team that I've observed, you know, you you get into a little dust up every now and then. They hey these these guys are competing for spots. I, I mean, you don't want them if they don't compete for everything. So Dan Skipper was always the guy you'd want. If it, if it was going to go down, Dan Skipper, and I guess Dalton Wagner's the guy this year. But uh... what about Dalton Wagner being in that WWE internship? <laughs> I will tell you, the first time he came on, uh, I guess Chad Morris was there. Right, was the coach then on the radio show? It's like, man, you got to go. You got to get into wrestling. You got to yeah. get into pro wrestling. But he's he's doing that WWE internship, and I I think we'll watch him on TV one day. I think that's what he's going to do. Okay, why don't y'all? What's the word? Not spout. Why don't y'all go at each other in a WWE fight? I, I think. Well, I we've think, got in this room would be three WWE managers. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> no fighters. there's 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 not an in ring talent. In we're this more room. of a Skandar Akbar kind of guy. Yeah, you know, we're the we're yeah. the announcers. Who's the famous announcer that does it? It's time. I don't watch any of that stuff. Well, the most famous them. wrestling announcer for people in our part of the world is Boyd Pierce. You guys are too young to remember Boyd Pierce back when they had wrestling in Fort Smith down at the old, and I think I'm right on this, Municipal Auditorium. Boyd Pierce was the uh, voice of wrestling <laughs> back then. I promise you, there's old guys right now that yeah. I remember Boyd Pierce. Extra hard. They know what I'm talking about. Yeah. My dad always told me and kind of stayed within the lines of wrestling, UFC and stuff. He said, if you ever had a problem with one of your friends and you didn't feel like you could resolve it, Get in arena box because after that the differences will. Well, now it's that no UFC play. stuff. I think Bruce Buffer was the one you were. That's uh, probably the one I'm thinking. It, of course, of course, his I guess it's his brother is uh, Michael Buffer is the most maybe famous fighting announcer of all time. But okay. uh, well, here's the bottom line: there's not anybody in this room that's a pro at talking about getting in a real fight. I mean, 100%. a real fight, a fist fight. 
I mean, uh, uh, apparently, I need to get in one. Of those. You fired. keep bringing it up. You, you must be feeling a little sporty. You know, I, I mean, I want to hit someone. Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think I need to. It will probably happen. Honestly, if we're being honest, it will probably happen at some point this weekend oh, in Memphis. Spoken like a broken man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I want to hit someone <laughs> next, <laughs> next week. Well, I'm kind of like the football. Are you team. taking him to Memphis? Yeah, watch Memphis out. this weekend, bachelor trip in OKC the weekend after that. We got our Hardy's thing the weekend after that, and then I'm going to Santa Rosa the weekend after that. Just trying to Drew, work. you better stay loose in the bullpen. We may need to, <laughs> we may need to come after the righty soon. To, uh, Time may be out two to three weeks. Wind down before football season. So if Why I don't you go on vacation? You go over to Memphis looking for a fight. Okay. Come back <laughs> and tell us how it goes. <laughs> yeah, There's a... Was it was it Bill Street? I think you yeah. might want to try that place out. Yeah, they may have one yeah. or two down yeah, there go for over you. They're looking for a fight. <laughs> see, see Come what back happens. Oh, well, I mean, if an old Miss guy says something that I don't like, then yeah, he's going to get walloped a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't say an old Miss guy. I said a Memphis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might, uh... Drew, there's a difference, right? Yeah. He's nodding now. up and down. Yes, I'm not sir. talking about a pledge well, boy from Oxford. Here's the, all right. So here's with, with hair longer than yours. Let me, let me tell you something. So all these, all these like manicured toenails. When, you know, when you when you get to to Fayetteville, you got all these preppy Little Rock kids, right? And if you want to lump me in that category, that's fine. I'm not really that, but if you want to put me there, that's fine. And they think they're hard. They throw up the Little Rock sign, which is this for those that don't know. And then the Memphis kids that come to Arkansas what? come in. Little Have you never seen this? Sign? Yeah, Bobby throws it up. Have you not seen that before? Uh, Daryl Macon? All right, I'll teach it after the show. So they get up there, and then all these Memphis kids get up there and are like, no. You just you think you're tough. We're going to absolutely. And it's a very quick, like, oh, we're not tough because these Memphis kids actually are. It's a very quick acclimation period. So you know how to flash the sign. Yeah. Well, Drew did the Memphis. I can I can do the Little Rock one. Yeah. Oh, that's do you, about. Do you like do the signs when they take pictures of you and stuff? You occasionally, guys, you guys throw the sign at them <laughs> on your picture. Well, yeah. Like remember it, when Bielema was trying yeah, to do that? Oh, sign? Yeah, trying to do that a, yeah. I think Don't, I dislocated a finger trying to do it once. Watch Daryl Macon or Bobby Portis after they make a big time shot and they're throwing up the LR Dusty's done it too. I'm surprised you didn't. I'm teaching you new stuff, Chuck. Uh, you are. You are. Probably stuff you don't want to do. Going to add to my more. enjoyment. No, I, I, I see them doing all that stuff. I don't know what they're doing. So I'm glad that you know. Good to know, I guess. There is one sign I'll use going to Memphis, though, yeah. between Little Rock and uh, yeah. and West Memphis going down 40. But that's a bit of a different it's sign. I'm, like, yeah. I'm usually throwing my hands up in yeah. the air because traffic stops. Yep. And, you know, you're in that you know cone zone. Mm-hmm. Is that the worst drive of any in, in all of Arkansas, it's in been America. it's in America. It's it's been under construction since I was like twenty two. I mean, it's it's, it's, under, it's been under construction a long. It's like seventy I think it was under construction ago. when my uh, ancestors came by right. my covered wagon. You know, <laughs> across the Mississippi, I forty was under construction at at that moment. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can 
can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Ty's fight videos. That's, that's we can so create a, a website. Kimbo ties. <laughs> Kimbo ties fight videos. We can get Matchstick Studios to make us the uh, to make us the website. We can call them today. Ties. It, it'll only cost you ninety five bucks a month. And think of all the the impressions you can make on people out there learning, uh, you know, wanting to learn the the, the art, the art of fisticuffs taught by Ty Richardson, who's. Uh, uh, if you weren't with us in the last hour, he's looking for some this weekend, apparently. 479-755-3043. Jordan and the crew, they're uh, they're big hog fans. They love talking about the, the Razorbacks, but they also talk about helping your business with a new website. So uh, if you need something that's SEO friendly, uh, maybe you need to sell things, you need e-commerce, maybe you need to uh, to make sure it's easy to edit. It's got built-in support. They've got all kinds of features they can help you with, starting at $95 a month. 479-755-3043 at 755-3043 or go to modularorange.com. I think for my health and well-being, I think I'm going to wait till Santa Rosa before I pluck someone in the face. We'll see. All right, Woods. So that way, when you land on the ground, the sand will soften the blow. Exactly. <laughs> That's always thinking about my Got boss. this vision of like an anchor man. All right, standard <laughs> rules. Nobody gets hit in the face. Exactly. Nobody messes up anyone's hair. Yeah. Especially with Ty. That's yeah. right. Can't have that. Let's go up to Benville. Welcome in, Woods. Woods has got a question for Chuck this morning. Go ahead, Woods. Well, I don't really have a question for Chuck. I just wanted to say hi. Um, if he remembers me. I used to always sit next to him uh, for a commercial flight uh, to away games while he was uh, doing our baseball uh, commentary. I remember. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to say welcome back to uh, Razorback uh, Sports Talk Radio. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. I'll tell you, it's a little hard to get up this early in the morning, but I'm trying. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, uh, you guys have been hilarious. Uh, I've I've loved all the all the stuff and um, and I, I love that everybody just takes on tie for <laughs> forever for no reason. Um, and I never I never call in, and the only reason I called in was for Chuck. But um, we we have lots of good times together, and Ty. Uh, I mean, you got your work cut out for you now with with having Chuck and Clay. Um, I, I went to high school with Clay's youngest daughter, so I know what you're going through. I mean, you, you're getting picked on like nobody's business. He earns most of it. I mean, was just to be fair, he earns most of it. So I get it. I get it. Uh, which is very funny. So, Ty, if you ever come to Bentonville and you want to go have a cold beverage. Just holler at me, yeah. and I got stories for you. Yeah, he wants he wants one of them IPAs. We were talking right. about that yesterday. You can take him out for one of them IPAs yeah. up there, Woods. Yeah, 
I need some uh, I need some dirty details, Woods, about Chuck that I can use against him in the latter if he ever uh, here goes too <laughs> we far. We want blackmail stuff. Yeah, we, we got black- the twenty year rule, man. It happened over twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, those planes went over a major body of water yeah, somewhere. Like Sorry, we'll have a you know, two hour rule. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's well, yeah, we we had times in Omaha, right, Chuck? Oh, we had and, some fun uh, days. You're right. Those were those were the times. No, of my life. that was a, that was a late night. That was a fun time. Um, but I'm really happy to hear you back on the air. To be honest with you, my parents and my grandparents love listening to you call games, uh, to be honest with you. And, uh, we're huge Cardinals fans. And I don't, Tom may know this if he grew up in the time of Ray Winterfield. Oh, yeah. Uh, getting the, getting the helmet with the ice cream in it. Yep. <laughs> um, had a few of those. You know, yeah. My grandparents owned a grocery store in the Heights district. Um, but yeah, no, uh, if, if you ever want to get a beer, I'll tell you all about you. <laughs> I, I love it. Woods, appreciate the call this morning. All right, Woods, you be good. I kind of want to have a, a beer with 27 year old Tommy of your life, Chuck Barrett. I think that would have been fun back in the day. You probably would have clocked me or something. No, oh, I don't. I don't know. I was. I was not a fighter. Sounds like you were zero for one. But yeah, I was, uh, as as I say, I was zero for one, and my career ended right there. He, uh, in the in the words of encouragement, your forehead. What'd you say? You headbutted. I headbutted a guy's fist <laughs> right right around the nose area. If I remember right. What'd you say? Your smart mouth got in yeah. trouble. Mm. Hey. What happened? So. Mouth. Uh, what's Be the, good for you. What's the phrase that your mouth cashing a. You mouth right well, anybody knows this. There comes a point in a young man's life where you need, I mean, you might need to be punched in the nose. I mean, it's just the truth. It's not to say it's pleasant, and it's not to say, hey, I wish somebody punched Ty in the nose, although... It's clear it hadn't happened, though. Yeah, but it's obvious it hasn't happened. Yeah. yeah. You don't think uh, I've gotten hit in the mouth before? Not what, hard what enough. <laughs> what would give you that idea? Oh, man. You know, I, I kind of want to, I don't know who is in charge. Speaking of hitting someone, I don't know who's in charge of the television production at the SEC Network, but they need to be hit in the mouth because somehow, some way, Auburn's in Israel and they can find their way on the SEC Network. Somehow, some way, Kentucky goes to the Bahamas and they can find their way. And Arkansas, who's going to be a top five preseason team, who's going to have the number one point guard probably, or combo guard, whatever you want to call Nick, in all of college basketball, probably a top three draft pick this upcoming. You somehow, some way can't find a way to put these guys on TV this well, next now, week? Now, Ty, they're, Flow Sports. they're going to be on Flow Sports. Let's not that's, you know, tell that's, the whole story. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of the equivalent for that. That's like me winning the fourth grade spelling bee. No one cares. I wouldn't. I didn't win. The no fourth one grade cares. Spelling bee. I got yeah. third in my third grade spelling bee at Terry Elementary. It was the proudest moment. My life went downhill after that. I went to public school in elementary, by the way, for a little bit. That's when you won awards. That's yeah. when I won awards, <laughs> and then uh, it all changed, and life's been downhill ever since. Thought everyone in private school won an award. Yeah, the participation award. That's why no one in private school turns out to be anything. <laughs> so they're, participation. They're they're, they're worthless in private school. But no, that's. I mean, listen, I know What's Your Beef was Wednesday, but golly, Moses, how can you not put these guys on TV? I don't care if they have dial-up internet over there. You've got to find a way to put these <laughs> guys on television. So not just Hawk, this is going to be a national... 
team this year. There's no question about I gotta it. I got to believe it's seriously. I got to believe it has something to do with money because um, um, contrary to popular belief, I, I'm, I'm just going to break this to you. ESPN is the cheapest for an operation that makes as much money as they make. I mean, their business plan is let them do it and pay for it and we'll take all the credit. I mean, that's their business plan. So I've got to believe that it's a better financial arrangement for them to do what they have to do in the Bahamas or uh, Israel um, than it would be in Spain or Italy. That, uh, that's the only explanation I can I can come up yeah. with is is, is is it's a money deal. You know, and sometimes, and I don't, you know, because I don't know all the, the, the engineering inner workings, but, you know, Chuck, you've done thousands of broadcasts. There's just certain things that have to exist, and, and particularly in today's time, to, to technically make these things work. And I don't know if... You know, maybe there's better internet. There's a reason they don't do a television broadcast of the basketball game that's at Simmons Bank. Why is that? There's no fiber in that arena. They had to bring in a satellite truck. It happens that goes to back War to the Memorial too. Yeah, uh, well, just don't have the. So I think that it, there may be something. I don't know that because I don't know what the internet situation is in Italy at that at these. Because I understand they're playing some like high school level gyms. You know, not arenas but gyms. So, well, you know, Scotty Thurman was telling me he played over there, and he said, "Man." He said they, you know, they let you smoke in the arena. Oh, yeah. You see, he said like we'd be playing a game and the fans, they'd, you know, have them, have them a heater going, you know. And you remember back in the old days at like Barnhill and Barton Coliseum, especially in Little Rock, you would if you were up at the top of the arena, you'd see like oh, that that layer of smoke. You know, if you're young, if if well, if you're old enough to remember, well, well, you know, high school gym. Oh yeah, you know, everybody smoke, everybody smoke out there in the lobby. And you'd have that just waft of smoke. It's a haze. Uh, apparently, it's like that over there. Mm. Scotty was telling me, he said, "Yo, yeah, they let him smoke in the gym and all that stuff." And um, so I don't, I don't know what it's going to be like. It's going to be interesting to see. You think you could do a, a broadcast mid cigar? Basketball's too quick for you to be able to do that, isn't it? Or you think you could probably get, leave it burning a lot? Would be my guess. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> hey Z, talk real quick. Let me get a hit of this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> probably make it work, but I mean. My point is, it's just a, it's a little, well, not a little, it's a lot different. And and I'll be anxious to see all that. I, I, I do want to see it. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to try to find somebody who will give me their password. Why don't I pay 29 <laughs> to watch it? One of you guys want to share your password, that'd be awesome. Well, we but, had, uh, um, but I am anxious to see okay. it in all seriousness. We had an idea of a, a ESPN Arkansas group-wide password, but we don't, what, what's the, the uh, worst idea ever. So you got... I, I can't believe you hadn't asked the magic question already. That I'm asking? Or you, you, you know yeah, that you're you, going to pay for oh, it. Yeah, no. You're going to pay for no. it. Here's what you do. You pay for it, you get the credit card points, and you expense it every freaking time. Is that what Ex- you do? You uh, turn in an expense oh, report yeah. to it's Tommy the most, over that? It's the most beautiful phrase in the English really? language. Mm-hmm. Expense it. That's so all you you're have to going do. to... You're going to pay for it. Yeah. Put you it know, on the credit card you're points. You watch it all. Yeah. Send the bill to Tommy. Exactly. It's a company. Well, I do the same thing. It's yeah. a company. Thing, and what, I'm getting paid to work, Chuck. Well, no, believe me. I've watched a lot We're of games. We're just waiting on the, the work. <laughs> I've watched a lot of games in the name of research. Believe yeah. me. But uh, I've done a lot of things in the name of research. But uh, I get that part. Well, well, good for you. I hope. That- then uh, when you get that password. You'll text that. You got it. You'll text that to me. We'll we'll compare notes. Since I'm paying for it, can I at least maybe get the password as well? You got it too. I hope you send Hunter your cable bill 
every single month. I hope you send or Learfield or whoever you need <laughs> yeah. to send it to. Well, let me tell you how that would work. Yeah. <laughs> that, would that would go be well. sent right back. That would be sent right back. Well, you know, we tried to call Hunter on the show one time. Uh, and, uh, Hunter wouldn't have anything to do with that. That'd be a Learfield deal. Okay. We went, he went, can you believe he sent us the voicemail, Tommy? Went straight to his voicemail. We left him a message, too. And Chuck, can you believe he didn't call us back? Sure, he tried to get back with us after uh, hours or something. Or what was the message? What were we, what were we asking, Tommy? We just called him out of the blue one morning. It was 7.58. Their doors open at 8 o'clock, I guess, over there. We caught him live on the air? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, they didn't get back to us. Yeah. It was a shame. Um, Left a voicemail and everything. He's yeah. seen, you know, he's been cordial with me since then. He knows my name, so I guess that uh, I le- we left a good impression on him, Tommy. That or a bad one. That he, uh, you left an impression, all right. That's, uh, that's typically what happens. So. Let's get back to football real quick. Fall camp starts today. Was it... You got the calendar over there, Tommy. What time? I know they reported yesterday, but they're, they're like we get right in the heat of the day today. And went missing on us. Uh, we'll find it real quick. What you do with it? So you, you, right, I got it right. You now. got it right here. Uh, let's see. Five oh five today. Okay. Nice and <laughs> nice and cool out there, right? Jeez. It's going to be pretty hot when they play Cincinnati at two thirty in the afternoon. That's a so good point. You better practice. Better practice well, when it's hot. Five oh five today. Two fifty tomorrow. Oh. 250 Sunday, 250 Monday, 250 on Tuesday. Now, they well, you don't, don't go twice a day anymore. Right. And there's no classes yet, so they can go any time of the day that the coaches want to go. Then they're off on Wednesday. So I, I'm with you. I think being in the heat, I mean, they've got more than one person mixing up the Gatorade. There, there's plenty of water bottles out there. Then no one's going to no one's gonna go thirsty. It's, um, uh, you need to acclimate yeah. for that. It's going to be the middle of October before they play a, a, a crisp Football football game. I mean, you, uh, you, you know, it's going to be hot early. Is Jerry not pumping in gallons and gallons of AC? What's the AC stuff? Now tell me how the well, AC. It's always works. comfortable in there. Yeah. That, but let me tell you, that's an advantage in Razorback Stadium when you have a two thirty kickoff because as the shadows set on the home side in the second half, oh, it's the awesome. visiting side stays in that sun. Gets. Kill, like just and at least you get some relief on the on the west side of the stadium, and uh, that's in September. That's oh. a that's a real edge in that ball game. Hey, I can you know I can remember back as a kid. Um, you know, you go to church on Sunday after the day game on Saturday because mm-hmm. they were all day games. And uh, first off, you could always tell who'd been to the game by the sunburn. <laughs> yeah, and you could tell which side of the stadium they sat on by the severity of the sunburn. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, if you saw a guy with a big bright red forehead, it's like, well, dude, you sat on the you sat on the visitor side. But, but back in those days, there was no upper deck. No, you're right. I mean, That's this exactly was back right. when there was a one level stadium, and uh, well, I mean, it was well into my childhood before the. I mean, they had Hog Heaven on the west side, but. But the east side came years well, I was later. A grown man. Yeah, I mean the south end zone. I was an adult, so we had some fun one day, Chuck. About if you could place Phil or you and Quinn and Z anywhere in the basketball arena, Baumwalker, Donald W. If electric outlets weren't an issue and technology hands free, got it. Where would you actually? Are you good in the press box? Where would you actually like to do the game? If you had just one chance, man. I, a cupcake team came in. It wasn't as big of a deal. Is there a place that you'd like to do it in Razorback Stadium anywhere outside the press box? Not really. I mean, I used to think about doing a baseball game from out in the hog pen. Mm-hmm. I used to think about that. Um, Harry Carey uh, style? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we we pretty much did that when we were in the bubble uh, for the NCAA basketball tournament. We, we, we pretty much were out in the stands mm-hmm. for that. And, 
the main thing you want to do. I mean, I don't want to like delve too deep into it, but I mean, you you know, you got to have room for all your stuff. You know, you got to have stuff with you. So uh, you got you know, you got to make sure you have room for that. And if you're outside, the wind blows, and you know, I, I'm pretty spoiled. Yeah. So I, I like should be inside. I just remember my vivid imagery from that game. We were talking about it earlier. Is me walking by UNZ and just holding up the fist bump, and you just you were mid broadcasting, you kind of just smiled at me. That was a heck of a day two years ago. Who is that guy? <laughs> Who's that guy? Who's that guy? He's got a receding hairline. No, too. Uh, hey, were you ever in the homecoming court? No, I was were you never asking in the me? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, uh, you were no, talking about no. that. What was it? You talked about your high school days and yeah. cotillion the other day. Oh, yeah, you know, I figured I, everybody was in the homecoming court at private school. But uh, God, we gotta get out of this private school shtick. I don't know what well, I. It's just do. reality. It's the truth. I don't know what I have to do to get. Were out you of ever that. in a homecoming court? No, I wasn't good looking back in high school or now. I'm decent looking now. Well, I just received an email. I got great news for you. Okay. Uh, you have uh, you have been nominated. And you were going to be on a homecoming court. How, how would you like to do? I'm, 20, I'm 27. You're finally yeah. going to be one of the. You're finally cool going to be the prom cool queen. You're going to be one of the cool <laughs> the prom queen. Put, put the king crowns hat on. Yeah. All right, where's that? All right, are you? It's in. It's in Springdale, so it's going to be easy for you. Okay, that's close. Are you familiar with the Kendrick Fincher Hydration Foundation? I am. Right. Yes. It's a great organization. Yes. All right, they're having a gala on October 22nd. What am I doing October 27th? Well, I can tell you right now. You're going to be at this gala on October. It's an October. open week. It's yeah. an open yeah. week. Yeah. You're not going to have anything yeah, I, to do. I, trust me. Your schedule's been cleared. I've already checked on this. And uh, oh, that's you're now that. part of the homecoming court. Oh, gosh. That's what Jen was talking it's about. It's going to be 80s night. night. It's going to be a lot of... He's 80s gonna get to, night. He's going to get to do his best 80s dancing out there, wow. Chuck. It's going to be great. I was planning on taking it easy that weekend because we got Auburn that And weekend. through all of your uh, boyish charm. You could you, you're going to be able to maybe be the the, the king of the homecoming. Oh, that I won't night. win that award. I'll, I'll I won't win that award. I don't think we'll see. I might need to get a haircut before then. I don't think there's any question. <laughs> but I want to get one before this. What's weekend. that? October. October twenty no, second. So I you're going to be uh, in this homecoming uh, gala with the Kendrick Fincher Foundation. Let's go. Right. I uh, no, I told myself it's kicking it old school eighties party. Eighties. It's an eighties homecoming. I have a. F- is that Afro Gotta days? Get a date. No, get that'd a be date. more seventies. Yeah, I, I wanted to tell you now because it's, it's like right. Chuck said, you need a head start a on getting a date. How many days is that? What is it? August the fifth. So I've got. What is that? I don't know if it's 60, enough time, but we'll you know sixty or what is that? Seventy eight days or whatever. I can Me probably, and Chuck and Drew, we'll start looking too. For probably it. finagle something yeah. between now and You're then. On your own. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. All right. Well, that's what Jen was talking about the other day. She said I'd surprise on October the 22nd. Now, Chuck, you're talking about haircut. I'm not getting my haircut until I come back from Auburn. I think that because uh, I want to wear my cowboy hat one last time down there and then uh, come back from that. You, you got to have bad hair for a, for a cowboy no, hat? No, I just like it. I like how my my hair looks in the cowboy hat. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> what guy have you ever heard say, I like the way my what, hair what looks? What is in wrong that? with It just you? looks good coming out of the back. It looks like. Casey Dutton and Yellowstone. No, uh, you don't look anything uh, like Casey Dutton. No, whoever told you that lied to you. It was a it was a woman. She lied to you. Ah, uh, no, I think she was. Uh, yeah, she might have been, but yeah, <laughs> maybe. All right, we'll put that on your schedule. We may be there to watch uh, Chuck, and I might be there to watch you cut a rug. I don't have to dance, do I? Oh, absolutely. That's one of the responsibilities. Wait, you have to ballroom dance. Yes. Did, hold up. It's a gala. What did you it's a gala. What did you dance in the eight? What was the eighties dance when Chuck? Saturday, Harris, well, I was. It was all Saturday Night Fever. 
Okay. The late seventies, early eighties, and and don't think I couldn't move. <laughs> and um, you had the urban cowboy thing. Yeah, the urban cowboy thing was big in the uh, in the eighties. That's that's basically what I remember from high school was Saturday Night Fever. And uh, if you were a country guy, urban cowboy. Well, I'm a country country guy. Got two step, you know. Yeah. Everybody learned how to two-step. Johnny Lee. There you go. Oh, I got some dancing videos to watch, Tommy, it sounds like. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, we're, there's no proof. <laughs> <laughs> Just word of mouth. Well, it might be on YouTube. <laughs> Just word of mouth. Bud Light Next is available nationwide today, anywhere you can buy your other Bud Light products. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 7. My trip to South Dakota was the best summer ever. Now I don't need to go to Mars because I've been to the Badlands. And I caught a bigger walleye than Dad when we went to the Missouri River. Then I rode my bike through these huge rocks called needles. Ooh, I also saw my first herd of bison, even a fuzzy furry baby one. I can't wait to go back and see more. There's so much South Dakota, so little time.